August 11, 2007. It's a lot from Pedro Show.
uh, Showtime. Showtime, uh, August 11th. I'm in Pedro for a couple days. I just got back from uh, another leg of Stooges touring uh, Wednesday night. And uh, I got to leave again Tuesday morning. Flights at 6 a.m. So I think it's Melinda. <laughs> 3 in the morning, my sister. Yeah, you got to watch putting shit in that table because it's coming through the microphone. Rumbling. Oh, those are, that's the cue for my guests. <laughs> Peek. Hi. Talia. Welcome. And uh, Sean's coming, but she's puking. <laughs> right? um, yes. Um, food poisoning. Sorry to hear that. But it's great she's going to come by anyway. So I think she's bringing Hawaiian records. Cool. She said. Um, we will finally, girls will outnumber boys. <laughs> I think it's the first time we had more than one woman on this show at a time. Excellent. So, it's a groundbreaking New show. New trend. <laughs> started off with John Coltrane configuration, and then we played, uh, I need to uh, Kimi no Naka, Boku no Naka, Yumin Naka, which means in me, in you, a dream. By Migu. See, when you do that shit, it comes on the microwave <laughs> so sit, sit there. So how was Pedro when I was gone, brother Matt? It's been um, they, they had uh, Sunday concerts with the same bands. Yeah. Um, they did have a cool one at the Wigwam a couple Sundays ago. I saw Vinny over there. San Pedro Slim was jamming some blues. That was cool. Oh, wow. That was fun. Wigwam should rock way more often. Yeah, so It yeah. reminds me of D. Boone's saying every neighborhood should have a club. Right. Um, yeah, I like having a club right in the neighborhood. Right. That's the the Red Band. Yeah. Um, Lodge. The Betterment. Something it goes back to Boston Tea Party or something like that. Yeah, when Indians weren't allowed to join. Yeah, they, <laughs> they dressed up like man. Indians. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the. Uh, I always wondered about that lodge place. The first time the Minuteman took a picture was in front of that thing uh. for no magazine. And uh, Vincent Thomas was one of the founding members of the Pedro Lodge. Oh, here. I used to I wash his out. windows. Yeah, yeah. Thomasich really <laughs> shortened his name. You know that. Yeah. I think he was our assemblyman for like 35 people, years. People always say St. Vincent Thomas Bridge, but he was not a saint. No. He was an assemblyman. <laughs> big, big difference. <laughs> and then we had a councilman, Gibson, right? Mm hmm. For a long time, there was two guys. Yeah, so you got a street. When I was young, the other guy got a bridge. Two guys all the time. But Vinny uh, told me they're scissoring gigs at Harold's. And they're going to try to move it over to Godmother's uh-huh. over on 7th Street. So uh, Todd, too, was telling me from Recess Records there's been some burn ward action. And yeah. for the kids that come out from out of town especially, it's kind of like, so. This used to happen in the old days, too. You know, uh, couldn't play rock and roll club, so you'd find a bar that needed... Uh, some action. Yeah, <laughs> drinking it, and they'd say, whoa, because the punk thing... People had their own scene, and they, all of a sudden, they don't have the same eight mm-hmm. guys falling asleep on the bar. <laughs> so 13th Street's not happening anymore? But, yeah, those ladies it's had gone. to move out. Yeah. 
So what happens is after a few successful nights, the bar owner goes, oh, I can cut out these guys, mm. the middleman, the guy who brought Bogart. in the stuff. Right. And this is what's Bucks happening over here uh, 30 years later. Mm. It's fucked up. You know? Getting <coughs> greedy on that. So, uh, Pete, you brought some music here. Yeah. Who is Habitat uh, Sound System? <clears throat> Um, it's a sound, um, it's a project by, uh, um, this guy Preston in San Diego, uh, it's like a friend of a friend, and I just come upon it last night. <laughs> so I got the CDs and listened to a few songs and I picked, I picked number five. You picked number five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> no, it's all right. I'm not
ਲਾ
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, we started that off with the song Peak uh, Picked. Uh, uh, Abu Lafia Dub by Habitat Sound System. Now, you wanted to say something? Um, just want to say his full name, Preston Swinoff. Um, multi-instrumentalist was just kind of a thing. What's him on the whole record? Uh, uh, he collaborated with different people on, on the album. Um, um, I don't have the information in front of me, but um, this, um, there's like a dub scene going on in, in San Diego and um, I'm tapping into that and it's quite, quite amazing that all this, um, as I said, a multi-instrumentalist he himself plays the trumpet and keyboards and um, 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 <laughs> and produce all this this record. So uh, yeah, just, yeah, just there really you go. An amazing, <laughs> an amazing character. I, I've heard a lot of his um, reputation. So. Yeah, when we did the show last, didn't you take a bus? No, it was after the gig. Where were the Jim Bay? In Hollywood? Yeah. Didn't you take a bus to San Diego? Train, maybe? You oh, told yeah, us bus. you were taking a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you were leaving from that gig to take a bus. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, Two in the morning or something? That's right. <laughs> you remember that. Oh, goodness. It was only a month ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did yeah. you go to see the... Well, Check out the dub scene. Yeah, there's like different things going on in San Diego. That I'm maybe gonna play there, there at the end of September for the Adams Street Avenue Street Festival. Mm. I'm sure it's been there for a while, but I just kind of found out about all these things going on there. A great man once said, "The only thing new is you finding oh. out about it." <laughs> Brother That's Matt, a... making sure this. <laughs> That's uh, that's my case. Yes. So. uh after that, we played a song that Taya picked. Harry Belafonte. Harry Belafonte with a song called Show Me the Way, My Brother. And you might have played that on a very old lot from people. Yeah, show, I think huh? so. A long time ago. <laughs> Many years Taya ago. was in the beginning ones. Yeah, OG. Yeah. Remember? And then she dropped off. Yeah. From the neighborhood crew. Uh-huh. She used to live right by. Right down the street. Now she's still in Pedro, but the north part. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Black Hill? Black Hill. Yeah. I like that. I live in Black Hill. <laughs> yeah. But now uh, you come back. Yeah, I'm okay. happy to be here. And we haven't played vinyl in a while. Yeah, it's been a long while. So that was a trip. Yeah, there's only one turntable, so I'll have to be yeah. creative. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's right, Brother Matt. In those old days, we used to have two. In the closet. Remember there was those things that held the records? Brother Matt had them things. Oh, (laughs) yes, I remember. (laughs) I remember. You don't remember? They were uh, breasts. Oh. oh, (laughs) They were plastic or rubber. Real. For stress, yeah. <laughs> so, like the pictures we took? Yeah, there was always, it looked like there's a picture where it looks like I'm tweaking the nipple. <laughs> <It's really> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I kind of sounds wrong, but that's, I'll let it slide. They ain't here what happened? Yeah, they're still around. I think they're still the mixer. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> yeah, they're still around. Where are they? There's some in that box. Those are different ones, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bring them out. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then we played Backward Champ by uh, this guy, Shigeki Nishi, Nishimura. Now, I met this man in the early 90s. He was road managing a band called uh, Bloodthirsty Butchers from Japan. And they were playing, remember that club, Jabber? Jabber Jaw? Yeah. was on Pico. Coffee K- type joint. K-Town. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a coffee. Kind of. It was just like a storefront. I played there a few times. I think Madonna Beats played there. Dose played there. Really, uh, sound was like, because yeah. there was nothing to uh, baffle the sound on the walls. But there was a lot of good gigs there. There was a scene around it for a while. It's like a Beck spot where he was coming out. He was playing there then, huh? And so, uh, anyway, I was in Tokyo a couple weeks ago, and you know what Izakaya is? It's their kind of bar, traditional bar, where they bring you in a room. Your, your, your group of folks goes into a little room, and you sit on the deck on these pillows with a little, little table. And uh, he was there, and uh, he's older, <laughs> and he gave me a bunch of records and talked about old days. And uh, there was a there was a cat there from Fresno named Mike, who's lived there 14 years. He's got a club called Super Deluxe, and uh, sort of like Jim O'Rourke, these guys they went there and they just well, Jim always wanted to live there, but like. Yeah, they fall in love with the town, the little country. Fresno? <laughs> I'm sorry. 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 I'm now he's from there, and now he lives in Tokyo, and that's the place he really did. I want to go And uh, it, it was very interesting. His uh, It's hard to get visas. Jim's doing this dance. Uh, Mike did a few years with the corporation, so it was a lot easier mm-hmm. if you got some... Yeah, and friend Bill Sullivan just got his uh, his residency status. He's been there like 12 years now or something. Took a while, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, things it's called gaijin you ever hear this oh yeah word? yeah I, mean, <laughs> I think it's from the old word for spy or something but <laughs> use it for foreigner uh-huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> American specifically I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> no everybody's was very nice I had a good time I got to record with a few people there one was this band called Migu that we played earlier and uh Couple songs. One was with the bottleneck. I played like blues. Wow. But he had a. He sent me a movie. You know, most people give me a tape of this. He sent me a little movie of them playing it. And uh, the rhythm sounded like a Native American Indian. <laughs> so I kind of wrote a bass part to that. And. I'll tell you about these folks, man. They can really, really play, but, you know, usually when people get like that, they're very difficult to be around because uh-huh. they want to keep reminding you how good they are. These, the mentality over there is way different because of that polite thing. They're really humble. So even though they can play like motherfuckers, they don't try cutting you or uh-huh. anything. So it's, 
really a intense. respectful thing, yeah. So they let me come and put this bend on it, and then the next day we did a song that was really difficult. It was in 7-4 time, <laughs> and like with these Sonic Youth, probably chords Sonic Youth don't realize they play all these suspended and diminished things. I just could not get the beat. The last time I played seven was for a Balkan. You know, they use it in gypsy music and Balkan music. And that I kept having to, you know, tell myself, taco, taco, burrito, taco, taco. <laughs> you know, we're used to fours, twos. I can do threes good, but sevens. Fives are tough, but sevens. So the drummer beat the <laughs> beat out on my back. And I could get it just like that. And it, you, you know, I've recorded with click tracks. And usually that's competing. I mean, you got to hear your bass, you got to hear the song, and then there's this dow, 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 just hammering in your ear. And it's really fucked. It's lame. So, you know, feeling it. I mean, you could actually yeah. feel it. I could use my ears for the music and just feel the beat, and it came just like that. It was oh, cool. So I've been thinking of an invention that everybody can steal because they want to tell you about it. <laughs> but where it would pulse on you. I don't know what would actuate a pulse on yeah, you. Yeah, it's like that DJ movie, Peter Tong, when the DJ went deaf. He was like this world-famous DJ. But then he figured out how to steal DJ, even though he was deaf, by using the sound waves and putting the speakers under his feet so he could be feeling the Feel thumps. It. Wow. Maybe that's what you need, just some big-ass woofers. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a drum seat that has a speaker in it. So uh, drummers, because they like to hear their kick drum, that's the thing that really gets lost on stage. So Perkins was telling me about a drum... Well, a drum seat's called a throne. <laughs> so a throne with a big old speaker in it, in the bottom of it, and it just pumps it in there, because low-end isn't really heard as much as it's felt. That's why you'll see a lot of these uh, satellite systems, the, the high-end and mid-range will be little mm. speakers, and then the woofer will be a big box, and it can go anywhere, because mm. it's not directional. It's a thing that just fills up... Um, 39. 39. That was 59. So I got the song, man, and I was really relieved, because I thought, you know, well... What, what, it was a trip. I come over there, and the, the man, Mr. Shimmy, had gotten uh, the Japanese version of We Jam Econo yeah. with subtitles. He's, they can write, kind of, but it was hard in conversation with the language mm. a little bit. So, But this DVD was subtitled, so he could watch this whole thing. And you know when I... I let Keith and Tim put those things out. I mean, the, the main idea was so the D Boone could play for people because he can't do gigs. And the other thing I thought, God, if young people saw that we made a band, anybody would be, mm. or older people, whoever, just people. <laughs> I never, because you know, in punk in old days, most people who could play really hated it. You know, they had this yeah. whole trip on uh, these guys can't play, they're lame and shit like this. And nowadays, I'm finding oh, these people can really play, uh, pick up on our old days, which is amazing. I mean, obviously there was a mind shift or something, 
get the spirit uh, of doing it as opposed to just yeah, knowing how to do it. Yeah, they know how to play, like, huh. but they pick up on something about our scene that was lost on people who could play in those days. So I have to, these are usually younger people, you know, that maybe uh, learn how to play in the 90s and stuff and come up of age now or whatever. But to be so open-minded, it's a whole other dimension of that Ujami Kano, you know, music thing. I never really thought, I got, except for Deep Moon, you know, playing, he was doing music, but I mean, we're out of tune, we're hollering, mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's weird that you have music people, it's not weird, but it's very kind of them, yeah, but it's something I never expected, really, and so, he was, uh, he watched that whole thing before I came, and he said in weird ways, uh, he, there was parallels in our young story in his life and we're on the other side of the world uh. it was weird how I got there this time I usually have to come across Pacific you know in the day line because we were coming from France flew over Russia and China uh. that was different you know when you're looking at the little map uh. thing probably couldn't do that a little while ago uh. you know what I mean uh. those were two open skies uh. So uh, it's like 12 hours, 13 hours. I found this really funny whodunit book from the 20s, and I played in this place, Norway, called Tromso, and it's on the 68th, almost the 69th parallels. It's the most north I've ever been. It's got the most north university. They have a polar museum, <laughs> which was kind of neat, but kind of brutal, too, in a way, you know. Clubbing the baby seals. Uh, any aurora borealis? No, because it's summer. Oh. But they hang there all the time, yeah, if it would have been dark. In fact, the sun never went down. We played uh. at 12, 31 uh. or something. Mm. Still light. Uh, they had these polar bear traps. Now they were big wood boxes with a bait, and then there's a gun thing, and blow the bear's head off. Wow. <laughs> and they had this problem with killing mother bears, and then the cubs have nothing. I don't know if they still do that. I think polar bears are kind of running short. Mm -hmm. But it was an interesting guy, a cat there named Tor, showed me around, and he's half Inuit. You don't say Eskimo because it, yeah, so like calling them Indians. It's like <laughs> it means somebody who eat, doesn't eat, who eats raw meat, who doesn't boil the meat. Mm. Uh -huh. So it's not really a word for the people. It's more like Inuit. Uh huh. You know, somehow that that one word got used to call. Yeah, Indians aren't from India. Yeah. Unless they are, then they, I guess they are. Yeah, dots or feathers. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Osu tribe. Which Lakota. Means, yeah, it means the enemy, yeah. Sioux is like mm -hmm. cutthroat or something. Yeah. French gave them that name right. to make them more fierce, but they never called themselves that. Yeah. They were Lakota or something. Yeah, so this happens. Even with the laps, lap is like a patch, so it means like uh, hobo-looking uh, people. So they're called suomi. That's what they like to be uh, called. If you're a foreigner, they don't have a problem because you don't know. But if you live up there and you call them lap, then uh, it's kind of a heavy thing. Uh, <laughs> so you learn stuff like this, you know, by by going there. It was a trip. Uh, if it would have been winter time, yeah, auroras, but. It was on an island, uh, south end of an island, 
where uh, the next island over is where the Turpits was like uh. some Nazi battleship that Ronnie was kind of interested. He couldn't see her. She's under yeah. the water. But she had rolled over and sank. So there was some history there. The things about the expeditions, Norway was kind of late in coming. It was the Dutch who was really first up in the Arctic. You know, the Arctic's back in the news because of this global warming. The yeah. Russians put a flag. Oh, yeah, underwater? Parts, yeah, but you couldn't get to before. But the Norwegians were late on the scene, and this is something I didn't realize, because the Black Plague hit them really hard and almost depopulated the whole country. They had to rebuild the whole country after the plague. A couple hundred years, just starting in the late 1300s. And it was actually Dutch guys who had to make this hell ride to Indonesia, you know, and go through a lot of competition. They thought there was a way. In fact, there was some theories that there was actually a hole between oh, yeah. the north uh. and the south uh, poles, and you could you found this hole. Oh, yeah, the yeah, big hollow end. <laughs> find this passage and do the big shortcuts. Yeah. So that's what they're looking for. Like so the garage door for it's aliens. not until the twenties <laughs> that they actually fly over the North Pole. Because it's not a land mass. They knew there was something around it because of like, um, and there was currents and stuff because of Siberian timber they would find in different parts. Mm. They knew there were some kind of circular currents. But it was really slow in coming the discovery a lot of that the stuff there. So uh, that was enlightening for me. Uh, so you have little stuffed club seals you could buy for souvenirs? <laughs> See, they got to get them young, too, because the pelts are really nice white, white for a couple uh-huh. months. And so, <laughs> yeah, it was, is that what that is? Yeah, I got one. No. Clubbed them myself. <laughs> They're talking about the, they'd be three-man teams, and most of them, the most experienced would be the rower. Then the next guy would be the scouter, and the young guy would be the actual clubber because uh, they would be all laughing at him, sla- sliding and slipping. Uh, uh, yeah, some of this stuff. Uh, always three man. Yeah, even when they did the little uh, pads, they build these little pads and do the one year. You know, see what uh, we can catch. Bear traps, you know, like uh, big chompers. <laughs> I'm talking like three, four foot diameter, and. Uh, Always threes because the guys say, "Yeah, if it comes down to two, it becomes the married couple." Oh no! <laughs> and everything becomes the huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the third guy, Lucky Pierre, the diffuser. <laughs> <laughs> but you know when they go crazy, some guys couldn't handle it. They just take walks out into the snow and Vanish. die, and then you're down to. The married the couple. couple. <laughs> I kept saying this. The married couple. <laughs> like the doom. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was this, this other recording I did in, in Tokyo was with uh, PowerBook. I, I played bass to sound, you know. And we're going to play something from this lady here. Her, like an MRI. This guy. Get this. This kid. He was a younger guy. He knew, this cat I knew 20 years ago, 25 years ago, that did uh, music. He was just a kid then uh, for me and D. Boone's label. And this guy, Brad Laner, he had a band called Dead in Nature. And uh, in fact, I saw Brad at South by South. He's sitting next to me on an airplane. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I hadn't seen him for years. And this cat that was with uh, Kyoka helping him. 
there's a lot of, uh, I guess one of the gigs you can get is teaching English. They really want to learn English. And to do it, you've got to really talk with people. You can't really do the Berlitz book method, you know. You need to, so they take young people just to speak. So there's folks going over there. And uh, I was playing to the <laughs> to pewter sounds and stuff. Some of it, there was some singing too and stuff, but it was an unusual session for me. Yeah. Sonny Webb will play some of that right now. Not Peter. Thank you.
lot from Pedro's show. Uh, fuck, somebody's typing on the typewriter that next to. <laughs> you couldn't hear it, it was on the cue thing. We just heard uh, The Sky Below by Languis and for Chaloka. Mm-hmm. Talia, you picked that? Yeah, they're. I think they're from L.A. Yeah. Uh, organization called Dub Lab. Dub Lab? Yeah, it's... it's what's Silver it? Lake? Yeah, yeah. And uh, before that, we heard The Pancakes by Jane and Jenny, and we started with uh, UK Sleepy by Kyoka. And we're at the end of the first hour of uh, Waffle Beatles Show, August 11, 2007, hold tight for hour two. August 11, 2007, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Once you crossed my side, I wouldn't know you. Is there a need for me to hear every last detail? Of pleasant dreams that accumulate like a
Watt from Pedro show. You probably have to turn that down, brother man. Um, uh, Sean joined us. Recovered enough from her poisoning. Yep. <laughs> What's that about? Um, you know, you're not supposed to eat rat poison, and I did. <laughs> Apparently, without knowing it. Oh wow. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> That was bullshit. It was bullshit. <laughs> Capital B. Um, then why, why are you sick? <laughs> why am I... I'm not sick. I just ended up between 7 and 11 this morning, for some reason, puking a few times. Uh, out of the blue, I think stress, food poisoning, something, but it's gone, and I'm here, and I'm happy to Okay. Be Thank you. And she brought beer. And I brought beer and flowers. <laughs> okay, and some music, too, and that we'll listen to a little bit. But uh, we started the second hour off with something Pete brought called Ant Farm by Team Scrub. What's that about, Pete? Um, I'm, friend, I'm friend with this group of people. Um, it's a different combination of... Um, um, of, of people make up into different bands and this particular band is a trio made up of Matt uh, Matt the instrumentalist um, Brad and Chris and they had a CD release party last night in downtown LA and Team Scrub finally released a CD so that that's what I brought alright uh, then we heard uh, somebody gave me this CD on tour it's called the band's called Born Again in the USA, which is the best name ever. <laughs> and that was called Answers to Your Questions. And then we just heard Strawberry by Ashray. And Ashray has got the husband and wife of Migu, who I recorded with in Tokyo. And I think Mr. Nago, too, was... Uh, I took his place because he's usually the bass player. So, oh, I got to play fuzz bass. Mr. Shimmy makes his own fuzz boxes and cables. Oh, that guy. Power supplies, the whole deal. It's, he's very uh, into music, man. Uh, they made a studio into their pad. Now, their pads are really little. <laughs> Big bucks for tiny pads. You would not believe the sizes. And this, their studio is like, your head yeah literally we're in this little thing but such great sounds I mean because this guy is just consummate into but like I said real humble that's not anal precious shit you know so it's kind of a good thing they're really uh, dedicated to the craft but then being open minded and not all superior which yeah, it's righteous. Sharon, yeah, in fact, now it's time to share the Watt from Pedro show airtime with you, Brother Matt, for your spin cycle. All right. Take it away.
on it, drip drop, drip drop sound. Thick, thick on it, drip drop is the is the sound. Wait, it's thick on it, drip drop, drip drop sound. Wait, it's thick on it, drip drop. Little wait, drop on it, drip drop, drip drop sound. Thick drip drop is the sound. Wait, it's thick on it, drip drop, drip drop sound. Wait, it's thick on it, drip drop is the sound. The wait, it's thick on it, drip drop, drip drop sound. Thick on it, drip drop is the is the sound. Wait, it's thick on it, drip drop, drip drop sound.
Thank you, brother Matt. Cool. Thank you for some spin cyclage. You know, here's something Sean brought. Sakura Sakura from uh, what's, what, what's that record? It's from Hawaii, right? Um, yes, Jack DeMello, Where'd It Go? Because Music from the Land of the Rising Sun. Yeah. And uh, I guess these cats got a classical orchestra together to do some music from over there. Now, Sakura is the cherry blossom thing over there, which is a big dealio. I was in uh, Washington, D.C playing with the Stooges this year and I was there on the peak day and you know the east coast can be like this where it's not a cloud the sky and sunny but still freezing and that's how it was here if there's no cloud in the sky and it's sunny it's going to be warm it's not like that over there <laughs> when I was in Philly 
I mean, it was in the teens. I'd take the glove off to try to take a picture and almost get frostbite. It's fucked up. Well, it's not fucked up. It's just wavy. <laughs> just cold. And, and maybe we're spoiled here, huh? Uh-huh. I mean, here it's gray and it's still warm. Mm. <laughs> you know? So that thing is <laughs> yeah, a trip. But then, but then in the summer, they get the big sweltered schwitz going, so they got the best of both worlds, maybe. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we got a little, got a little more time. Was there I was going to play. I found a CD from Brad Lehner, that cat that I had met in years, and then ended up on the airplane next to him. And uh, that was a trip. He's got a family now, and he plays acoustic guitar music. But in those days, he had a band called Dead of Nature. And I was telling everyone about this song he did where he just beat on the stage. They were called Turds from Space <laughs> for this gig. And Alter Egos. And he's beating on the stage, or he had somebody uh, with a two-by-four. And uh, they, the lady who owned Anti-Club was named Helen. And she hollered, you know, what are you doing, you crazy nut? People trying to sleep here. So he sampled that and looped it. That was the nature of that piece. And now he's a... God, I remember he had his brother had a band, too, and he was like 12. I can't remember what his name was, what the name of that band was. But we put him out. We had these compilations uh, called Feeble Efforts and Mighty Feeble, and they were on the... Uh, <laughs> Fluid. Maybe it was called Fluid. Not the band, the Fluid, but... And he, I guess his brother... I don't know, he does something straight now and stuff. It's trippy how people turn out. You know, you're so in the moment, you never think about the future. Oh, what's this flower going to blossom in? Mm-hmm. This weed. seed going to sprout. <laughs> yeah. It's going to sprout yeah. into it. Right? And then, it's funny because when people see me from the old days that I knew in the old days, they always say, I knew you were going to be like this. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Like yeah, what? Right. <laughs> you know, I never get the surprise. Yeah. That... <laughs> the three piece suit. I saw a cat. What was that gig at the at Harold's a couple months ago? And I, I hadn't seen this guy for many years, 30 years. And yeah, he wanted to play archery with me and shoot arrows with me and shit. And I never heard from. And I didn't even see him after at the end of the gig. I think he ran out after he started hearing the music. There's a lot of those people. Those people. That's a bad way to put it. People from those times uh, didn't like the music then. It, it didn't like grow on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had to wait for the paradigm shift and then the younger generation being into it. Yeah, they're still going to '80s nights. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> that was neat that it came to say hi. They want you know why are why do people know about you? Why are you in the paper? You know, like this kind of. Uh, and then they find out it's like oh my god. <laughs> but like Popeye said, I am what I am. You there? Yeah, we we're there. there. Okay, uh, that's the second hour of the Walk from Pedro show, August 11, 2007. Hang tight for hour three. August 11, 2007.
It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. Here's part five of Jack Flanders in Tropical Hot Dog Night. Claudine? Yes? Are you going back to Quimalagra? Of course. That is what I am here for. Yeah, but are you sure that's wise? Maybe not. Well, the thing is, this time, you know, we'll have to stay. Then that is what we will do. And what if you start to become transparent? I don't think that will happen. Are you sure? Don't worry about me. It is you I am concerned about. Me? You need to exercise. (laughs) I hate exercise. Every morning, Mojo does Tai Chi. Why don't you join him? God, I can't wake up and do that. Why not? I like to start the day with a nice cup of cappuccino. Dominic does Tai Chi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jack, you are so lazy. Look, it's too difficult. No, it is not. I tried Tai Chi once. I kept losing my balance. Uh, why? Well, I was trying not to spill my cappuccino. Oh, you. You are so bad, Jack. Bad, Jack. I like that. Oh, get out. Go do something. Out, out, you lazy bum. Lazy bum. Uh, I like that, too. <laughs> Have you found anything? Shh, shh, shh. Oh, sorry. There's not a lot of information on Quimalargo. See, it says here, in the 1700s, slave traders stopped there. There was a garrison where they'd keep the slaves and then auction them to plantation owners on other islands. Slave traders? Hmm. Do you think Mojo may have felt that? He saw colors in the fog. I don't see how there is a connection. Yeah, but you said he felt pain. Don't remember saying that. Oh, okay, maybe I'm confusing it with Claudine. The two of them felt something very strongly. Claudine became ill, and Mojo became a little frightened, I think. Well, oh, look, uh, I've been looking for articles in the newspapers, and it appears a change on Quimalargo was first mentioned about two years ago. What was it? Pretty much what you've already told me. People would go and visit and then stay. But something strange is happening there. Did they say nothing about that? Yeah, they did, but it's mainly snide comments, taking swipes at those who leave and don't return. It's essentially gossip. That's all? No. The gossip starts getting nasty and juicy. There are rumors about strange rites being performed about cults and sacrifices. Human sacrifices? All kinds. Human, animal, vegetable. Vegetable sacrifices? Uh-oh, okay, so I made that one up. But certainly devil worship. I mean, that tops the list. And that is when Quimalago became Qui Diablo? Apparently. And then the people here just erected a wall. Where is this wall? A mental wall between oh. the two islands. So it is heresy to speak of Quimalago? Well, there's a lot of pain associated with that island because, as your friend told you, they have relatives and sweethearts that have gone there and then never came back. Were they too frightened to go after them? To bring them back? See, that I don't know. You should ask your friend. What was her name? Amanda. Amanda Wolf. She's gone. She left. Who? I told her everyone is happier there. And so she went. Who are you talking about? Amanda Wolf. She left for Key Diablo? Yesterday. Look, you said she was bored. I don't think she'll be bored anymore. Ah, Rose. Did you find anything? I did find something. It happened right around the time when things started to change on Quimalagro. Here, take my seat. Oh, thanks. I've been sitting in that library all day with no air conditioning. You said uh, something happened. Yeah, three years ago. A hurricane passed through, and the only island that was hit hard was Quimalagro. It did not touch this island? It did, but nothing like the damage that was done to Quimalagro. It flattened the town. I don't understand. The town looks as though it has been there for a long time. Yeah, it was rebuilt to appear that way. 
rebuilt. Mm-hmm. That must have cost a bundle. You mean it is like a theme park? No, but apparently it was rebuilt to attract tourists. Everywhere they want to attract tourists. The whole world is becoming a tourist attraction. <laughs> They'll be dropping in for Mars. Or maybe they already have. What was that? Oh, just, just a little joke. Who financed rebuilding Key Milagro? Couldn't trace down any one individual. The internet connection here is impossible. But the name of the company was Dreamland LTD. Dreamland Limited. Now that's an interesting name for a company. Where are they located? Couldn't find it. The internet here is so slow, it's painful. Yeah, I'm afraid that doesn't tell us what's happening on Kimolagro. Jack and I are ready to return. Who else will come with us? I want to go. I can't wait. <laughs> Count me in. Rose? Oh, definitely. Well then, we'll sail tomorrow. And will we stay there overnight, yes? Yes, we will. Ah, that's the time when things get hopping. Well, let's all get some sleep. I doubt we'll get any tomorrow night. Claudine, are you sure you can handle this? No, but I will. We can do this without you. You don't know who I am, do you? Well, I am trying. I'm not helping, am I? I don't know anything about your past. Where you're from, Montreal. Yes, but, but which Montreal? There is another city within that city. I am from the Montreal that you've seen. Claudine... I've seen them both. My past is not who I am now. I'm not so sure about that. What are you implying? When I first saw you, in the old city, I could see right through you, as though you had just stepped in from the other side. And something similar happened on Kimalagro. Jack, one of the reasons I found you attractive was because you have a sense of the mystical. You have experienced other realities. You also realize that your mind will never know the real truth. You once said to me, to know the real truth is to know the mind of God. And our minds are too small. Only your heart can get a glimpse of God. And that is when I fell in love with you. Claudine, why do I have the feeling you're evading my question? Which question? Why are we here? On this planet? Oh, no. I'm asking why are we here? To help. If help is needed. I think that you want to find out whether the the monster, if there actually is one, came from the other side. Good night. So you'll never tell me why we're really here, will you? Quand tu apprendras à parler en français, je te le dirai. Did you just say, if I ever learn French, you'll tell me? Mm-hmm. That may take years.
Watt from Pedro Show. That was uh, something you picked, Pete. Uh, it was yes. called uh, Strange Rhetoric by El Poeta. That's right. And more dub. <laughs> He's a. Uh, your current vein of music <laughs> is dub. Well, um, this, this is the anchor of the San Diego hookup that I've been um, experiencing. Um, El Poeta is a multi-instrumentalist, multi, multi this is the theme for me today. He's an electronic musician, composer, um, graphic designer, person who have... Who Exotic I have. dancer. Not a dancer. <laughs> However, I have a com complete and total crush on. And <laughs> so, so it's just uh, yeah. He's San Diego slash So we gotta Tijuana. get him into that then. <laughs> get him a little juice. What? No, a call. Oh. Just a call. <laughs> Pete's from Thailand. John, uh, you were you're from Hawaii. Yes, born, raised here. Right. Yep. Talia, Mexico. Yeah, I was born in Mexico, but raised here in Pedro. What town? San Pete oh Ensenada. Ensenada. Mm -hmm. uh, before uh, we heard <laughs> this band <laughs> called Boston Chinks. You know that old book I'm reading, the guy calls there's Chinamen in that book and the guy calls him Chink. You know, I guess in the twenties <laughs> it was all right. That was okay. <laughs> hey Chink. That's what he says he sees a guy on the street. And I'm like, no. Oh. And uh, but the song was called Coltrane. So I was interested, but I couldn't really tell what they were singing. I mean, hopefully it was John Coltrane. His birthday comes up uh, September 23rd. He died on the same day Ronnie was born, Ron Ashton, uh, August 17th. And before that we heard, uh, yeah, something you played, or picked. Uh, well, it wasn't something you picked because that one kept mm -hmm. skipping, so we had to oh. go to Hawaiian War Chair. Which was not. It didn't sound so much like the war chant. You <laughs> <laughs> had trippy, what do they call it, slack key mm -hmm. guitar? Yeah, he's That was by Harry Capuni and his Royal Polynesians. And uh, what were they called, uh, the, most of the people who live there? Hollies? Now. No. Now, no. maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about nowadays. Now, well, how he is for Right, right. right. And, and there's only like 8% Hawaiian or something. Well, the last, there's actually a census that's um, taking place right now. They want to register anybody who is Hawaiian. The last number that I heard as far as true, pure Hawaiian, there were 200 people alive still about 10 years ago. And, uh, I could be completely wrong, but there was 200, out 200 of the whole pure Hawaiian, no, throughout the world. Oh. Yeah. So. But I, I was talking about on Hawaii. Right. So on, well, I, I don't know. Somebody told me it was 8% or something, and because the measles were devastating on them. Well, gonorrhea. And that, yeah. When the missionaries but, came over. But foreign yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. They'll do more to protect, like, the Hawaiian seal or something than the Hawaiian people. Well, you know? yeah. <laughs> Right. There's a legislature. There's they're still trying to make Hawaii a sovereign nation yeah. again, which will never happen. So there, but there is that movement that is working diligently at preserving and bringing back um, tradition in the Hawaiian culture. And my sister, I have two sisters and two brothers who live on Oahu, and they are 
my father lives on Oahu, my mother lives here, and um, she has her master's in Hawaiian studies, so she reads, speaks, writes, and she teaches, and she just had a baby on April 19th, and the middle name of the baby is like... 28 letters long and I can't say go it. Ahead. Go ahead. I don't, no, I don't have I don't have it in front of me. I could do it really That's I could chop late. it up. It is. I know, but she's not going to go by that 28, you know, one well, more than the like American alphabet. Letters in every one is up. There's always a vowel in between. Well, there are 12 letters in the Hawaiian alphabet. Yeah, and so well, the vowels the, and What's the fish? <laughs> Official fish humu humu. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't remember. Oh no! <laughs> you know we forgot your song. You picked a black uh, uh, hulu and brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And that was there. That was before. Was that from strange the rhetoric? Baca, all the yes. When he throws in yeah, they used to surf naked, and the missionaries got really tripped out on that. Oh, that and the hula, which is a religion. I mean, that yeah. was the way that there was no written language. And they language. thought it was, they were kind of being lazy surfing all the time. Mm-hmm. So they had to put them to work. And put clothes on those oh, yeah. heathens. Uh, after uh, Jack Flanders, we played Br- uh, Brad Laner, who was that kid who grew up to a man that uh, was <laughs> next to me on the plane. <laughs> so how you doing there, Brad? Got a buddy out there in Tokyo, Christopher. Uh, yeah, so Hawaiian culture—it's mm-hmm. a hard thing. And some mm-hmm. of those old school people in some of the valleys still don't have like social security numbers and stuff, huh? They're like still real Hawaiian so living there. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a guy who his name is Maui Loa. And his he's really strong sovereignty. He used to be, I don't know about now. But his mother is pure Hawaiian. She's living in a Cadillac, like parked off North Shore someplace and just living in her car off the side of the highway. North the, Shore. The Danes that's still Oahu. Right. Yeah. Oh, on There's Oahu. a big difference between Oahu and the other islands, right? right? They're a lot more rural. Right. And I've only been to the big island. I've only been to Hawaii and to Oahu. I've not been to any of the others. And I was born in Hilo. Oh yeah. I would love to go. But Hawaii is beautiful, the Big Island. Go to Big Island, because there's so much. At one time, had the most species of flora and fauna anywhere in the world. I was there four times because of gigs. There was some uh, club made out of corrugated metal called The Wave. Mm -hmm. And I played a Tiki Hut kind of thing that Don Holt held uh, residency at for a lot of years. But uh, I climbed Diamond Head twice. Oh, yeah? yeah. And I went out, you know, the, the, the sand at Waikiki is from Santa Barbara, I think, because it's, oh. the, the beach is a lot of more coral. And when you get out in the water, there is no sand, and yeah. it cuts your feet off. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, I went to the North Shore once. It was with uh, Porto for Pirates with Perry. So we were staying in Turtle Bay, not too far, mm-hmm. and I saw 30-foot waves. I couldn't huge walls. So strong no one's surfing yeah, on it. Right. Massive. It's, you go in the summer and it's amazing because there's really no swell in the summertime on the North Shore and you stand on that sand in sunset, like the Waimea sunset yeah. area, and you feel it, man. Feel I mean, it's heavy, yeah. heavy, there's heavy. No waves, but None. You feel, feel that energy. It's, it's so, so intense and yeah. incredible. You just yeah. 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 It rains and it's all warm. Yeah, when you're out in the water swimming, I love those waves. Yeah, that's a trip. <laughs> I like being in the rain outside. Nice place to be. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to play there. I didn't get there till the nineties. Alaska was last, though. I think that was two thousand one or two. 
and I got to play catch again. But that was when I played there. That was all fifty states. Mm. Wow! Wow! That uh, <laughs> one was my question. One time I did a fire hose tour where we did forty-eight of the states in one tour. And how many you know, days? Provinces, Canada. <laughs> did seventy-one gigs in, in seventy-three days. <laughs> yeah. No, seventy-one Sorry. gigs in seventy-three days, <laughs> and fifty-six wow. were in a row. Oh my God. So eight weeks were in a row. All 48 yeah. states. Should I ask? How well, many? Three provinces. Wow. Yeah, not Hawaii. Or Alaska, so yeah. I think it was in 1991. And it kind of hurt Ed from Ohio. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting. Touring I've always enjoyed. This, this last leg I did was hard with the time zone jumps. Like, uh, Japan's 14 hours from here. Europe is eight, nine hours. England's eight hours. Europe's nine hours. I mean, we kept uh, swinging back and forth, so the time kept jumping. And uh, first time I got sick in a while, and it was from bad water, or just water I wasn't used to. It was grinding my gut, and I didn't figure it out for three or four days. Man, I had nightmares during the day. And that was hard on me. It was hard. Couldn't do my uh, treks like I usually do on tour. Also, we were in a galted, uh, golf course inside a gated community. <laughs> we got one of these gated communities here in Pedro, With where the, the dispensary used to be. Oh, Not yeah, a yeah. golf course, but yeah. it's got its own streets and its own security. And mm. What street? It's right up down here, down yeah, Pacific, down the street, across from Fort MacArthur. Next to the. Uh, Harbor View, our oldest graveyard, the Harbor yeah. View right Cemetery, there. that you cannot see the harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a long, long time ago. Yeah. But uh, those days are past. You know, I played on this record called The Book of Knots, Train Eater. This is the second Book of Knots one. It's called Train Eater. And it's uh, put together by the bass player from uh, Perubu, Tony Mamone. And we played the song that I did, Pedro of Cleveland, but this one's called Where'd Mom Go? Like a man to all the 
From Japan to Motown, seven miles to Fulton Street. There is the word unrehearsed, hungry for truth, not always found in the poetry scene. Without a musical backdrop to make your head get loose. Because it's the words we speak leaking messages to and from our youth. Poetry shows how verse is always fundamental. In case you're still confused, this is not an instrumental. Poetry shows how verse is always fundamental. In case you're still confused, this is not an instrumental. This is not an instrumental. There's an afro ready to bloom and a flower waiting to die. Maybes killing maybes and somebody knows why. In slavery we trust, complacent with nothing much. Eat your people's humanity over politics at lunch. I got a hunch you're gonna make it to the big time. We didn't create it yet, we think we have the right to desecrate the rhyme. With rights come responsibility. Bring the truth with a prophet's humility. You be killing me and killing you. And those other two that came with you who thought they knew. So silly crew In lieu of all the death There'll soon be nothing left But because of things We talk to the blind And the once deaf Lyrics are already outlawed On major radio stations Conversations are a fantasy And there's a chocolate candy Named after the temptations Follow me to where The music always plays The bouncing ball is tripping Cause the world cares What you say Lyrical police are unleashed As we try hard to say the least Still there's no such thing As silence before the peace Still there's no such thing As silence before the peace Musical inflation on the rise Watch the voice increase Keep me out your stores I keep my poetry on the street In my pants there is no crease Academically elite, please take a seat Welcome to the reality of the poor and the nameless Too poetic to get famous Sucking a daily dose of Dean Sitting on the broken knees of Uncle Raymond Blame us, the hip-hop generation For taking poetry back to where it started Quarters of city blocks rolling dice on a hill In the alley in your aunt's basement At a protest in Harlem prepared to be killed It was about politics and courage And the integrity of being an artist Sonia Gill Scott and the last poet still talk about it From Japan to Motown Seven miles to Fulton Street There is the word unrehearsed and always Without a musical backdrop to make your head get loose Cause it's the words we speak Leaking messages to our youth Poetry shows how verse is always fundamental In case you're still confused, this is not an instrumental My name is Grace and I'm married to hip-hop Buried in the slow sand Dirty around my knees, I draw with brown hands Choke for air, beat for no one unless the mic check Turn off the light, raise my head, give the sun love It isn't here yet Reach in my pocket, watch the real clock with my eyes closed I hear the kick, I grab my bit At least that's how the story goes Traveling with full pockets, just trying to find Two pieces of land and four new homes On my journey there'll be many that I meet Give out the vibe, check the label closely for the other white me I'll press delete and a new poem begins It's not a coincidence since without a princess there is no prince And Cinderella's left shoe has been missing ever since She went commercial and thought she'd be better off alone She drove herself to the mall, sold her carriage for tiny stones Some called them diamonds, she traded them for blue eyes And now when she blinks, shoes sound like lies Some called them diamonds, she traded for blue eyes And now when she blinks It doesn't matter how big your words if the people can't feel you. It doesn't matter how big your words if the people can't feel you. From Japan to Motown, seven miles of Fulton Street, there is the word unrehearsed. And I was following the poetry scene without a musical backdrop to make your head get loose. Cause it's the words we speak, leaking messages to our youth. Poetry shows how verse is always fundamental. Poetry shows how verse is always fundamental. In case you're still confused, this is not an instrumental. That was called This Is Not Instrumental by Silent Poets. Featuring Jessica Care Moore. Featuring Jessica, Jessica Care. Cara. Care. Care. Care Moore. Moore. Three names? Yeah, three names. She's and a poet. That's one you picked, Talia. What are silent poets about? They're, uh, I believe they're a group from Japan. That's all I know. <laughs>
<laughs> They've been rapping. <laughs> and uh, Where's the Freedom before that by Noise Clinic. Flotsam and Jetson, Martin Denny, you picked that, Sean. Yep. What, it was sounds you heard growing up, your pop was playing. Your pop's my grandparents. Name, my signed all, whose name is on the back of that sleeve? My dad's name. So yeah. this was his vinyl. All of these are from my grandparents or, or my dad or my mom. Did he steal their records? <laughs> they stole his. They stole his. Yeah. So this who gets one. a beat down? Um, probably my grandfather okay. because she's pretty hot. Go get the bat. <laughs> no, we don't do it in any way. No. <laughs> no, look at this. And then we started with uh, Where'd Mom Go by Book of Poets. Now, you ladies have lived in SoCal a little while, huh? Yep. Mm -hmm. So what kind of music do you like that's local? Because people ask me about SoCal music, and I don't know what to tell them. Well, that's one thing we have here is like anything can go, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have any style, and there will be a niche of that group mm -hmm. going around, and you know, it can be into punk or into hard rock or hip hop, hip hop or glam rock. Okay. Rush, rush. <laughs> you still you coming with me in September, <laughs> New York? <laughs> I won't take no. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Any classic L.A. band these days is Ozo Motley. Oh, yeah. Great uh, band. Yeah. Ozo Motley. take all the different flavors of their, yeah, sure. make their own thing group. I mean, yeah, but don't band. I've done a bunch of gigs with them. Yeah, but yeah, don't be great. blind by the fact that there's also other people that are doing different other things, too. Just because so it's a very decentralized scene, you would say. Yeah. You can get everything. Yeah. 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 And some experimental stuff that you can't really categorize as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Dub Lab? Yeah, Dub Lab, exactly. Do you know what? Now that I think of Dub Lab, I think Dose went and played up at the radio station that they have above the garage mm -hmm. in um, Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. There's a DJ named Frosty, and he had Dose play. And he was telling me about this collective situation where these guys do all yeah. kinds of wild stuff. They're doing some shows right now, like every first Friday at the Museum of Natural History, the Natural History oh. Museum. Like wow. With the dinosaurs nice. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember That's, that gig I did? Yeah. Yeah, that was we nice. did a gig where people had to put on headphones. Podcasts. <laughs> you know about this? Sonic so just there with headphones, and I was playing in... Diorama, right? Yeah, the, it was like North American mammals. Oh, yeah. And they come on, and I, what I played really for 70 minutes straight by myself. In the dark. Notice how I worded that. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the dark. In fact, I closed my eyes. In fact, I think yeah. I was last man standing, right? People had to come over and get me. That's true. They were into it, though. The museum people really liked it. It was nice. That was a really neat experience. Like every room had a different trip going on where mm -hmm. you would play, but the, it was playing over headphones. People would pick up the headphones, put them on, and check out what you were doing you know, obviously improvised you know. I just played bass I got into it and I was too afraid to look <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean now you, you were in Orange County for a while right? yes so you know the adolescents um, uh, no. Mike Palm um, mm -hmm. Agent, Orange. Agent Orange I grew up with those guys yeah. Scott Miller the drummer the original Scott drummer Scott. used to babysit me yep and so all my friends were the Fullerton Punkers Pretty much few in Placentia. I didn't really, I don't 
Mm. But yeah, everybody's all going to the guys. picnic. Steve tomorrow, Soda, right? Soto, Greg Antista. Right. Mm-hmm. Big man. Yeah. Yep. Going. He was a doorman at Linda's Dollhead for a long time. Yeah. So everybody's going to the picnic tomorrow yep. in West LA. We, there's a punk rock barbecue that Dave Childs, who runs uh, Liquid Kitty, he's played drums for Lawndale, and he's has this every year. And fortunately, this year I'm here for a couple mm-hmm. days, and in that window, mm-hmm. I get to play. So it's hard to talk about the LA scene as one thing, huh? It's really not. It's kind of like the town. It's just decentralized into all these little trips. Right. Yeah, balkanized, fragmented. It's a little bit for everybody. It's just required that you have open-minded. <coughs> That'd be good. <laughs> See, there's really not a L.A. sound. No. Not really. People would think Sunset Strip hair band, <laughs> right, from the 80s. Yeah. Periods of time, it seemed. But that's LA way sound, minority. Not all yeah. the bands are... Yeah. No. Even in those days, yeah. most of the bands were like... No. Well, just because they hit commercial success doesn't mean yeah. that's the only thing that's going on. Right. Beck's from here, and not everybody sounds like Beck. Right. Yeah. And that's, I yeah. used to love seeing Firefights at Raji's all the time. Rogies. I'd play my... Yeah. Earthquake yeah, damage. Yeah. Uh, Money Mark, I saw him in Naiba at the Fuji Rock Fest. He was playing four times. He uh, was playing with Omar. He's got almost all the Mars Volta guys in his solo band. Mm. And uh, he was playing his own thing. He's doing with the Beasties. I think the Beasties are coming to the World Tour next week. Oh, cool. That's so and this cool. kind of trip where they do instrumental. Yeah, it's bitching out. I'm in the mix. Money Mark shredding on the Beasties. Yeah, I was talking to Yauk and, and Neva, and he was talking about this thing they do. Every few gigs, they do this gala where they don't break into the old tunes. They just do this instrumental mm-hmm. <coughs> Yeah, it's like that like Groovy Lounge. Mm-hmm. They kind of first checked it out with the check your head. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in sound from way out. Yeah, yeah. that's a great one. And uh, what's after uh, check your head? The old communication. There's a little yeah, bit of that song there. for Junior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And they started out as a hardcore band. Mm-hmm. It was trippy. I was uh, talking to a writer in Chicago, and he was, had to interview, uh, or he got to interview... Uh, Daryl, Jennifer from the uh, Bad Brains bass player. Mm. And I remember Yag telling me he learned a lot of music watching the Bad Brains. And then he taught Harvitz. No, go on. <laughs> Don't worry about that because <laughs> okay. up for that whiskey tip. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so um, Bad Brains just got back together. In fact, uh, they're playing some cruise ship or some boat that sails around in the <laughs> Hudson River or something. Can you imagine that going to Bad Brain? Whose leash is yanking? Is that your yet leash? Yeah. Yeah. Feel My leash. You feel the choke. Some people like leashes. Yeah, probably most. Well. But we're going to try to cure the world of that. Dogs probably don't. Not at all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Like you ever seen cats on leashes? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. Actually, I would want one. I tried. It just does not work. Cats don't. They do not like uh, leashes. Well, you have to start them really young. Unless you pull them. Really young. They don't have a choice. They can work then. They don't yeah. like leashes and they don't like sand. 
They do. Well, they like litter, but they don't go to the beach. I mean, I don't mean they Oh, because they would walk. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think they like, like big yeah. areas yeah. of sand yeah. and bother yeah. their paws. There's some because I tried to take my cats to the beach yeah. when I lived in Surfside. So, or my cat at that. Cats time. all originate from the Egyptian ones, right? Originated. Yeah. In fact, one time I was on tour and I was in Grand Rapids, <laughs> Michigan. That's true. And I woke up in the morning, and there was a hairless cat in my sack. <laughs> oh, there. <laughs> Egyptian Damn. Grand Rapids, Michigan, where it's not warm. The cat just showed up? He probably crawled in there. That'd be weird. He was just sat. In your bag? He had no hair. What'd you do with him? Said, Hi. <laughs> 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 Meow. He was trippy. He had no hair. Yeah, it was a weird looking. Bone sack. I like that. <laughs> Yoda looking <laughs> Did you see the news about a cat that goes to the it lives in the hospital and it goes to the oh, person the who person dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A dying Lazy. person. Yeah. This cat kinda have a niche on going to the person who's about to die and like go cuddle against them. What? So they start yeah. to p- predict the death of the the patient. It's yeah, like old like folks home. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. In what country did they have cats living in the hospital? Here. Oh, is here? Well no here because you can yeah. yeah. They call, they'll call the family to let the family know that the cat is on your grandmother yeah, or whatever they're, they're, they come. They're having yeah. more and that was more an interesting article. Bond with humans, older humans, because mm-hmm. this idea of just putting them out in pastures. Well, exactly. Leisure World in Seal Beach, up until two years ago, did not allow any type of pet whatsoever. And so my grandfather lives in Leisure World, and you have to go through a whole assessment. And then a lot of families just leave their parents there and they don't have any type of interaction yeah. or whatever. So now they're allowed to have a little dog or a little cat. and then But there's also a bunch of bunnies. <laughs> in the Asian world, they're all over. Yes, they're so cute. And there'll be more of them. The Charles <laughs> bunnies, yeah. Tons of bunnies were running all wow. over the place. Bunnies. We used to have them at the dairy field. Huh? Long Beach City. Housing? No, here. Yeah, oh, okay. They were jackrabbits. Oh, oh, the thing about jackrabbit is like those are big. I think we're running. Yeah, we're almost about done. But let me tell you this about jackrabbit: they're not going to run until you're right on them. Right. But then you just wait because the dudes always make a huge ass loop and come right back. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Because they're going back home to their little. Yeah, spot. and it's just some yeah. thing to get you out, mm-hmm. and they can run. Oh man, they can run. They That's can why run. they're tasty. Coneo, the Spanish word, right? Uh, Coney Coney Island. That's where they raised them. It's an old England word. Yeah, I know, I'm a hypocrite. Something about their teeth, too, they'll grow through their head. I had bunnies. Oh, they did. You gotta keep chewing on stuff. Right, right. Keep growing. Not yet. I know people who will not eat cow anymore. But, yeah, the whole pet, the whole zoo thing, it's a trip. I think it'll be more fair when we start working with them in bands. Mm-hmm. Animals in bands? What? Like the chimp with the symbol. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can happen. You ain't seen those chickens. 
Play the piano? Yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, what else could you, you do? Can get a you can get a dog that has a really big tail to be a drummer. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, just make him really happy. Yep. Like, just keep petting him. He'd smack that skin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there was a dog that uh, accidentally wagged a gun off a table and shot this owner. Oh! <laughs> I did you see that? I heard that. That's horrible. That <laughs> was a few weeks ago. No, anyways. I want to thank Sean, Talia, Pete, coming aboard, Brother Matt, for you always. Very Thanks much for having baby. us. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Betting for me with this August 11, 2007 Walk for Pedro show. Thank you very much. I go off again, but I come back on the yeah, 20th. And so I'll do another show then. And I'll leave again for the last leg of Summer Stooges. So, everybody. Bye. Bye. Aloha. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>